It's that time again, fellers, as Jock Journal presents The Free Parking Show. Just a bunch of country boys who have a lot to say about sports. They invite you to call in, text, or just listen in. So pull up a comfy chair and crack open a beer. It's time to talk sports, chicks, and flicks. We are back on the Friday night free-for-all. For those of you that have not listened to the free-for-all yet, I know that this is Jock Journal, Jock Journal Radio Sports. We do things a little differently with a free parking show. Uh, we started this uh, show, uh, the free-for-all, a few months ago, right, Peter? And this has kind of been like, uh, it's actually been really, really fun doing it. We actually get more archives listens. We have more archives listens when we were with Blog Talk than we were uh, anything else. Uh, and I think tonight, you know, but before we get into the movie of the week, which was Full Metal Jacket, I, I'm going to tell you what, I've had one heck of a day today, and I know that you told me that you've had a heck of a day. Our internet issue is finally resolved, so we think. Now, here's the story, guys. For those of you who don't know, I was not on the air last night, and I apologize for that. We have had internet issues for the last two or three days now. So these uh, people set us up an appointment for this morning between 8 and 8.30, right? They -hmm. know that our internet was out and our telephone line was out because it's all connected through the cable. They tell us that they're going to call, you know, the technician's going to call on the way to the house. He calls the landline, the, the line that's actually shut down, and I'm like sitting there thinking, I took your word, Peter, and I said, these bums. I said, why would you really call someone's landline if you know it's out? I mean, I, and I even called and spoke to a member, a supervisor, and I said, what possesses somebody knowing that our phone line is out to call us, you know, call the landline when I specifically gave them my cell phone number to call me back that way? And all this time, I'm up at the, the university. I'm registered for classes. I got everything good to go. I've got to go back Monday to get the parking pass and the books and everything. But luckily, you know, the Internet's up and it's running. Hopefully, it does not go out during the show. And I, and I think, Peter, you were telling me that you ha- you've had a kind of hectic day yourself, right? Yeah. Um, the, the, the last about hour of work, there was um, just a lot of stuff that had to be done. Um, I, work, I work in banking. I'm not going to say what bank, um, but I'm extremely thankful for my coworkers because everyone from management to the people that are my title um, and just anyone in the branch was just super helpful today. And it, was, it was a great team effort. I'm, I'm proud of where I work and the people I work with. It's great. Uh, I'm just looking forward to the weekend, you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, that last hour did go by pretty quick, um, and I'm looking forward to the weekend watching some football with my girlfriend's grandparents, 
I'm at their house, and her grandmother is originally from Italy, makes some really, really good home-cooked food, so I'll be uh, hmm. probably putting on a good 20 or 30 pounds this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. we, do, we, we actually just made a pot roast for dinner tonight that we're going to munch on all weekend as well. So, first and foremost, before we get into the movie of the week, I actually just watched it because my internet's been out. I've been dealing with that, I've been dealing with the school stuff, and, you know, I'm going to thank my wife. She, you know, we were, I was in there in the bedroom watching it with her, and she kept asking me questions, and, you know, she was kind of interested, but there's some parts that she didn't like just because of the, the, the dramatic and the feel, the flow of the movie itself. All right, so the way this runs, people, is we take the movie... We choose our best, you know, our favorite scene, our least favorite scene, our favorite character, our least favorite character, and then rate it. Uh, so, you know, as I'm watching this film, it was really, really tough. This is one of them films that, you know, you cannot pick a least favorite scene, a favorite scene, because I think it's phenomenal from start to finish. You know, so I, I think the one of my favorite scenes was, you know, at the very beginning of course, a lot of people love the drill sergeant scenes. He's going through the line, you know, cutting the people down. And, and the the reactions, from what I've read online, the reactions of the, uh, the, the troops or whatever, the guys in the barracks were real because that was the first time they had met the, the guy playing the drill instructor. And so that would have to be my favorite scene. I'm not going to go into the language of the... The actual what was said because if you have not yet seen the movie, it's probably one of the most quotable movies of all time. Uh, and you know, my last name is obviously Pyle. So when they went through the boot camp scene, it you know it kind of hit home to me. So I'm gonna have to say the beginning of that film, you know, specifically when Private Joker did his John Wayne and the or his John Wayne imitation, and the guy's like, "Who said that? Who's the guy that just signed his death warrant? Oh, nobody." And he said, "Oh, that was me." And then you know he's going right down, and he goes, "The name's Private uh, uh, Cowboy." Private Snowball, Private Pile, Private Joker. Uh, what, what do you think, Peter? Where, where, were you, where are you going with this one? Uh, you know, what's funny is um, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that scene because I, if I'm not mistaken, now Ermy, oh, sorry, <clears throat> Harley Ermy wasn't even supposed to be the drill sergeant. And I think what had happened, if I remember right, he was training somebody, the actor, and then they liked him so much they, they booted the actor and brought Ermy in to, to act in the film. Um, that that opening scene, and I didn't know those were real reactions, was just hilarious. I mean, he's just a great actor. He's great in that movie. He's a very great in-your-face kind of actor, and he's done you know horror movies as well, and he had his TV show on the History Channel. But just that scene is just hilarious, the way he just goes up and down and, and goes up and down and names people, and it's just, you know, like he doesn't care what he says, and I think that his... It's kind of like obnoxiousness and arrogance is what I really liked about this character. Um, I, I just enjoyed that scene. And it's hard to really pick a favorite scene. Like you said, Rich, the entire movie is great from start to finish. But the way they started the film was just brilliant. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people will tell you if you've ever seen the movie, if you have not seen the movie, they will go from, they'll, they'll say, well, you got to cut it off after the boot camp scene's over with. And, and I kind of felt that way that the dramatic of it kind of kept going on. I mean, there were some good scenes after that, but most of the best part of the film is in the first half when they're on basic training. So as you know, of course my favorite scenes were in basic training. I think my least favorite scene was at the end of the very, the movie. Uh, they find the sniper and they're deciding to let her go. And, and I don't agree, you know, with how that ended. And I'm not going to really spoil it, but you've seen the movie. For those who have not seen the movie, it's kind of like 
it, it was what's the words I'm looking for? A, a moral of the story is, you know, Joker did not want to do what he did, or he didn't want the girl to, you know, to, to leave her there stranded. And I think the guy's name was Animal Mother or something. They all got these code names out there, and he was like, "Well, if you're gonna, you know, you want to do it, you've got to do it." And I, I just kind of felt like the ending could have been a little bit stronger than what it was. My least favorite scene. Um... I mean, this might sound silly, it's in the beat-up private pile with the soap. Um, I just thought that part of the movie, I mean, I understood what it was and that they were mad at him for, for screwing the entire unit. But I kind of felt like that part of the film was just maybe a little bit unnecessary, but at the same time, I guess it was because it, it drove him to become very angry, and obviously he ends up um, doing something very uh, very violent in boot camp, um, or basic training, I'm sorry. And, uh, I didn't particularly, you know, I didn't care for that scene. I thought it was just, I don't know. I just thought it was a little bit ridiculous. And I kind of fell for private pile on that scene. Um, but you know, I, I really don't have a least favorite scene or, you know, a worst scene, but if I had to pick one, that would be it. And, you know, I don't, I don't know about how, I don't know how you feel about that part, Rich, but I thought that part was just a little bit ridiculous. You know, I, I think the casting itself for when with uh, what is his name, Vincent De Forno or De Fornio or whatever his name is, I read that he gained seventy pounds for that role. Which you know, if you've seen him now, he's a pretty big guy. But I think he was. These kids were only like, well, they're kids in terms of acting, twenty five to thirty years old, so they're still young in the, the acting game. And I, I was blown away by his performance and, and that scene alone. It, you know, it was tough to watch because I did kind of feel bad for him, but he did sort of hide the jelly donut in the footlocker, and that's been one of them them scenes that you know it's like the memorable the memories of uh, of the entire boot camp from start to finish of boot camp was just phenomenal. If you not yet, like I said, if you've not yet seen it, please do. Uh, that goes on to the favorite character of this film, and, and I thought long and hard of this one. And I'm going with Private Pile. As much as I loved, you know, what Emery did and what uh, Matthew Modine did, Private Pile, you know, uh, DeFornino, the, the character of Private Pile from his struggles all the way on to the psychotic look he got on his face right, you know, right as the ending of the boot camp scene. It's another one of them spoilers and I'm not going to say, but he took that character and ran with it. I actually also read that he worked so hard on that character with his weight gain that he actually tore some ligaments in his knee when they were doing the the basic training on the confidence course. So these guys really did a good, a phenomenal job with it. But Private Pyle, the character back, and I, I think it's because my last name is Pyle, and I've actually got Gomer tattooed on my arm. You know, it just says that this this one right here gets uh, he gets my vote for a favorite character. Mine is um, Sergeant Hartman. <clears throat> I just thought. His his performance in this movie was just was just awesome, uh, funny. Um, he just you could tell that he was just he played the part so well because he was you know he's former military so <clears throat> I'm sure being around in the military he learned what it was like to be a drill sergeant. Now I I'm not exactly sure if that's how they are in basic training so I don't want to sound like I'm coming off as disrespectful saying that they're all like that because I have no idea but. You know, because at the same, you know, I don't know what it's like. I've never been to the military. I don't know how they talk to people, but um, his performance just for that film alone was just was just brilliant. And the one thing I, the one thing about him was he was he was himself. He he was very he did not care who you were. He would get in your face. He told you how it was, 
And if he didn't like it, he didn't care. He was just he was just himself. And I think that's what made me enjoy his character so much was because he was he pushed them. And even though he was harsh, it's because he knew that he that these people had it in them to be something special. And you know, obviously, like when obviously after the basic training, go to Vietnam. Um, you know, which is very, that's what I liked about this film is that it's just from the beginning of their training to the final scene in the movie where they have a decision they have to make. Um, and I think that he's sort of instilled in those young men that you have to make decisions and if, you know, you also have to work together as a unit and, and as a team. And I, and I think that he was fair in his punishment. Um, even though I don't really particularly agree with group punishment, I've never been somebody that agrees with that if one person makes a mistake, but he was uh, he held his own standards and he, he had his morals that he followed and I appreciated that about his character. Anybody in real life or in a movie that that sticks by how they are to a certain extent, um, I I always appreciate and respect because they're they're themselves and and they're not fake or, or you know you know like a, a flim flam I guess is what you could say. Yeah. When I watch a movie, I, I kind of like going to the internet moviedatabase.com to read the trivia on how the movie was done, the production notes and everything. And from what he was saying, he said they very rarely, because believe it or not, he was actually, he was an actual drill instructor for the Marines in his younger days before, you know, he got into the whole uh, Hollywood scene. And he said the way that it goes is pretty much what you saw, except they don't choke anybody. They don't slap them. They don't hit them. That's just that. That's just not how it was. At. They said that those parts of the film were added for dramatic effect. My experience in boot camp was, uh, I wouldn't say it was the the language was there, but I was in the Navy basic, and I'm sure you know that's one thing we should have asked Ryan how his experience was when he went through Army basic. And to me, it was kind of fun going through Navy basic, but that's just the way it goes. Uh, my overall rating on this film, and it's I'm gonna kind of lean with some some of the voting we've gotten before. You know, it's hard giving movies ten out of ten. There's just so many that were perfect start to finish. I'm probably gonna go with an eight and a half to ten, just because I did not like how this movie ended. Although at the very end, when they're marching to and they're singing the Mickey Mouse uh, Club song, that was actually hilarious. But the way the the scene before that was phenomenal. I mean, it, it just didn't end the way I thought it should have ended. But like I said, eight and a half out of ten for me. Uh, for me, um, I'm gonna go with a nine and a half out of ten. Um, ten for ten for me is one I, well, ten for ten are, are very rare in my lifetime. I think, but I give it a nine and a half. I think Stanley Kubiak, another great Stanley Kubiak has directed some great films, um, and anybody who doesn't really know about him. Look him up on um, IMDb and look at some of his other films he's made because this guy's a genius. Uh, I just enjoyed it from start to finish because it was, you know, you saw these people go through basic together and they go to Vietnam together. So you, it was kind of interesting because you got more of a backstory about where these guys came from and how they how they became, um, you know, a, a unit in a basic instead of, I'm oh, sorry, <clears throat> instead of movies like Platoon, which I do enjoy, um, where a young guy's thrown in with a unit that's already proven itself. These guys were went to basic and then went to Vietnam, and then it was their story. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much because it's a, it's a story about a group of men, a group of boy young men turning into men. Um, so I, I'm gonna have to go with a nine and a half based on just the storyline and how it played out. Yeah, uh, hold on one second. You know what? Let's take this to the fan vote because you were talking about war movies yourself. Uh, 
first and foremost, uh, the guys run, uh, Frank Sprinkle is running our boards tonight. Thanks, Frank. We really appreciate it. We love you, brother. Uh, I'm going to hand this off to Frank real quick so he can hand out this, the, you know, the, the text line and the phone number. We're going to take this out to the listeners. We want to hear what your pick is for the, you know, the greatest war movie ever made, even, you know, if it's in theaters now or, you know, what, what, what do you guys think out there in the listener land? Uh, Frank, uh, why don't you come on real quick and uh, give out sure. that text number and phone line? Sure, gentlemen. And by the way, if you want to keep uh, interactive with the show here on Jock Journal Radio and Spreaker.com with Peter and Richard, you can do so uh, at 405-562-5462. Once again, area code 405-562-5463. And you can text us show here tonight at 77948. Once again, 77948 is the text number. And remember, once you type in the text number, type in the word text next to it and... Make a point here tonight. Make a point on your favorite war movie, and and you guys want you guys want me to speak about what my favorite war movie is? Go, yeah, go, go okay. ahead. Go you know ahead. what? You know what? I'm not big in the. All right. Uh, you know I'm I, I am big in the some war movies, but I can tell you guys. What about Patton? What about George uh, C. Scott and Patton? I thought George C. Scott did a tremendous job portraying General Patton, and not only that, uh, when the movie came out in 1970. I believe that General Patton's wife uh, had seen the movie, and she said that it's almost as if it was watching her husband all over again. Like seeing him, uh, seeing him, all of his mannerisms, his demeanor, you name it. And you know what? I think Patton is a very inspirational movie. It's a tough movie. And I think that if you take a look at Patton, oh, let me ask you guys this. You guys have seen Patton, I can assume. What do you think of the beginning? America wants winners. You know, I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. I think the last time I saw that, I was in high school in 96. The only thing I remember from Patton was the speech. And from what my understanding is, is the speech that he gave in front of the flag. Yes, it's arguably, yeah, they said it's arguably one of the greatest speeches ever put on television. So that that's what I can remember from Patton was the, the, the speech itself. But I don't. You know, I'm going to have to watch that now because I don't remember anything about the movie other than the speech. You guys were talking about boot camp and uh, there's no, I mean, yes, the language is there and you don't have any physicality. I'm just curious if General Patton was really like that because, as mentioned, his wife, who saw the movie when it came out in 1970, said that George C. Scott, in portraying General Patton, reminded her of what her husband was like. I've heard that he was like that. When I was, I, it's funny we actually talk about this movie. When I was in high school, I mean, when I was in college, um, I majored in history. And before I switched my major, I took this class called Films About War. And we watched them in the, in the order that these films were released. And that was one of the ones we watched. Um, and I remember watching that movie and being really taken back by how great his performance was. And I had somebody in, I can't remember who it was, one of my teachers, I believe, um, in history said that Patton was very, very in, in the face of some of his soldiers because he was a tough guy. Um, he didn't care who he it. insulted. And if you actually go online and uh, look up Google his quotes, you'll find some quotes that definitely make you think, that make you um, make you understand that how he was um, <clears throat> portrayed in the movie is how it goes in real life. He was very, very honest and open about how he felt. And I think, and people, people don't know about his death. 
Um, there's a lot of cons- there there are conspiracies about how he was killed. Uh, mine has always been that the government killed him to shut him up because he wanted to go to kick, he wanted to kick the Soviet Union's ass all the way back to Moscow, pretty much because right. he knew what they were doing. Um, so it's a great movie, but I, I think people, if they watch it, they need to educate themselves on on his death because it seems shady to me that he was killed. I think it was either the, our own government or the Soviet government killing him because he was going to warn the world about communism and. And what was it to come? Because he really foreshadowed, in his own words, the Cold War about how how evil these. Well, I don't know if he called them evil, but he didn't he didn't like the Russians, and we should have listened to him because, I mean, the Cold War was there was some scary times from people I know that grew up in that era. Conspiracy theory. Mm. So before, but we're gonna take a quick commercial break here in a minute. But uh, Peter, you wanted uh, us to pick our favorite war movies of all time. That that's a tough one. There's been so many great ones. I think Platoon was mentioned. Uh, Fury was outstanding. I love Fury. Uh, David Ayer film. Those who don't know, David Ayer's got the Suicide Squad film coming out in August. Uh, that movie was outstanding. That that may rank up there in my top five. Uh, I I actually loved Full Metal Jacket as well. So I mean, it, it's hard to actually pick a favorite, but I would actually. I would say Platoon ranks up there, and so does, does Predator count as a war movie because they were in the the Vietnam era. Hey, what do you guys think about modern day? Let me ask you guys before we go to break. What do you guys think of modern day? How about American Sniper? Oh, oh Bradley yes. Cooper. Yes, that was a great film. Great film. Playing Chris Kyle. Bradley Cooper playing Chris Kyle. Yes, outstanding film. Yes, that's one of my all-time favorites. But uh, mine, and this is a hard one for me because I do enjoy them. But mine was Lone Survivor just because I read the book and um, I I got into the story because I heard about Michael Murphy, Lieutenant Michael Murphy, through a friend of mine. Um, and when I read about him, he, I I look up to him. I never met him. Obviously, he passed away, but he's somebody I really look up to because he just he did things the right way. He cared about people and he always put his team first. Um, and that movie, I've never, I don't cry very much during films, but I remember walking out of that theater like I I couldn't talk for like half an hour just blown because at the end of the movie they show videos and photos of those that passed away um that day it's a real event and uh, it really really hit home um they're friends of the military and family too so it just makes you just makes you think like you know if that ever happened to one of my friends or family you know i'd be proud of them for for giving their all but man it just Amen. It, it made me sad you know yeah great film yep uh, before we go to commercial, uh, we got coming up uh, movies releasing in theaters this week, as well as movies on DVD, followed by some TV news and some video game news. Uh, let's go ahead and take a commercial break right quick. Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we are selling. Donate your car today. 1877 cars for kids. KARS cars for kids. 1877cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S-CARS-FOR-KIDS. 1877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. 
donate your car today. How would you love to generate a great income from the comfort of your home? Well, now you can. This amazing money-making home-based business is designed to give you time and freedom. Would your life change if you made $10,000 within 21 days and $20,000 plus every month thereafter? Sounds amazing, right? Anyone can do it, even you. Call 800-704-8681 and let their expert staff tell you all about this brand new business opportunity. Why wait? You have nothing to lose. We have the tools, training, resources, and community to help anyone get on the fast track to success. Call 800-704-8681. That's 800-704-8681. It's the easiest, most powerful home-based money-making system on the web. Call today and change your life. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com. Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees. Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at material.com today. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. And we are back on the Jock Journal Radio. You're listening to the Free Parking Show. It's the Friday Night Free for All. Uh, in case you didn't know, I'm Richard Pyle, and with me is Peter DiPuala. I can never pronounce your last name correctly. I'm sorry. I've known oh, you good. for like six <laughs> months, and I still can't pronounce it correctly. <laughs> Uh, so we were talking about Full Metal Jacket. Uh, I actually had a list of movies written down, a lot of it's small screen stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and touch on The Revenant because that's the, obviously the biggest one coming out that came out today. I was hoping, you know, when I went and did the show for this and I was writing everything down, I, I thought it was right along too, but that's next week. So that's actually one movie I'm looking forward to. Uh, the Revenant apparently has that... Uh, the well, Leonardo DiCaprio's there's a, a, con, a controversial scene where he gets quote unquote uh, molested by a bear, and of course the director comes and says, "No, no, that's not what happens." So, just for that scene alone, I love Di- DiCaprio. I think he's been phenomenal, and you know, he's one of them actors that has you know has showed Academy Award and Oscars and all that other stuff. And it's just been getting beaten out by, you know, I think it was Matthew McConaughey the same year for Dallas Fires Club when he, uh, when he was nominated for the Wolf of Wall Street. So I'm really hoping DiCaprio gets a, an award for one of his roles. And I think he had one for the departed, but it went somewhere else as well. Uh, you know, the other ones that I'm all running for is the forest, Diablo, uh, the abandoned Yosemite, the treasure anesthesia, the Masked Saint, Gridiron Heroes. That looks like a good football movie. I think that's actually one that we saw a trailer on and we were talking about it one time, but I can't exactly remember. 
uh, Troublemakers, uh, Lamb, and Hot Water. And I think a lot of these are, you know, the, the independent films that are coming out as well. Is there anything, you know, what what do you think of The Revenant? Or is that one you're looking forward to, or is there anything you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to that movie. I am. I think Leonardo DiCaprio has been shafted over and over again by... Um, by these by these award givers, uh, the voters, I guess, is what I would say. Uh, and it's interesting because he does a lot of films with Martin Scorsese now, who I think Scorsese actually had issues winning awards for a long time, too, if I'm not mistaken, right, Rich? Didn't yeah, he's... Yep. It, it, I think it, he won Best Director for uh, for Wolf of Wall Street, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that, but I, I think he did get Wolf of Wall Street for Best Director, but I think, I think The Departed was another one of those ones that he actually yeah, didn't work yeah. for. I, how he didn't get one for Goodfellas is beyond me. But um, I'm looking forward to the I'm looking forward to that movie. Uh, absolutely. Uh, sorry, The Revenant. And I'm also, I might go see The Force just because I like creepy movies. Um, outside of that, there's not too many other ones I'm really looking forward to on those list. I might I'll probably go watch the trailers tonight or something like that. I rarely go to the movies anymore. Uh, just when I want to see something. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I, now, is Leo now because this movie comes out this year? Leo won't be able for an award until next year, right? So I think we have to I wait and see what comes out yeah. this year to see what if he can beat anybody out. And I think it's smart that they released it this year because if he wants now, I don't think it's because he's, they they want him to win an award. I think it's just when it came out because Johnny Depp and Black Mass. And I know yeah. my friends and family know I love this movie because of how. You know, I'm fr- an hour, I'm 90 minutes south of Boston most of my life, and you know, hearing, I, I go, I watch Patriot Games with um, some friends of mine, and they said that, you know, it's interesting when they saw the film, you know, the things they heard about Whitey Bulger, and they watched in the film, and they said it was just, it was crazy how good Johnny Depp was. So I think Johnny Depp will probably win Best Actor for that. But yeah, I'm, I, I, oh, go ahead. Agree? I'm sorry. I was, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's he's a shoe in either him or. Uh, we actually had this debate the other day on the free, or a couple months ago on the free for all between him and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal for Southpaw on who played the role better, and that was one of the things that you know we you know we got into that debate about. We actually asked Nelson, and uh, I think Nelson said it's definitely going to go to Johnny Depp. He said there's no way they can't hand it to him. So uh, you know, yeah, the the movies. So there was nothing big coming out, but what what did happen over the course of the holidays is. God, Disney nailed this one out of the park. If you have not heard and you've been living under a rock uh, for the, I think since Titanic came out, it was leading the all time box office. It was, uh, Star Wars was going to pass it. And we all knew it. I think it was like a week after it was out or a couple weeks after it was out. They said it was only, you know, was going to pass it within the next day or two. Congratulations to Disney. Congratulations to Star Wars and The Force Awakens. And of course, I've ne- not yet seen the film. I'm waiting on the wife to get caught up so we can go see it together. I'm sure we can find a theater that'll still play it in the next month or so. I think they're going to give an extended version on it. Uh, as we go from you know the the big screen down to the small screen in terms of movies, you know, I, the biggest movie that came out on DVD this week was The Walk, and that's with uh, what is his name. He's been in a lot of movies where he's walking the tightrope across between the two World Trade Center towers. Uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon yeah, Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, that was the one that came out on DVD today. Uh, and the the other ones that were the Redbox rentals that were released was uh, Minions, The Transporter Refueled, uh, and a Scott's Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. And of course, The Walk and Captive was the other one. Those were both put in Redbox. I thought, you know, 
I kind of want to see the walk, but I kind of don't because I think Gord Levitt is kind of looks like he's trying to force his character down my throat. And I, I don't really, I think the one I'm waiting on for Redbox that has still not came out yet is Ted 2. So, you know, I, do any of these uh, movies jump out at you that you're interested in seeing? Um, I'll probably see The Walk. Uh, outside of that, I mean, the transporter refuels. I mean, I, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know how many of the, Sorry. I do not know how many of those movies that they can keep continuing to make. Um, but if I had to pick one to be The Walk, I'm actually thinking about picking up uh, the, the Mission Impossible Rogue Nation movie from Redbox and watching it tonight after the show. Um, so I might go get that, but, uh, outside of really the walk, nothing else is really, um, really catching my mind or catching my eyes, I guess. Yeah. I think the minions that they're kind of like, you could probably get away watching it as an adult if you had kids or even, you know, just kind of a, a guilty pleasure film because the minions kind of like jump out on the memes on, on your Facebook wall, like 24 seven would like. It's good to be overweight because it makes it makes you harder to kidnap or something like that. So I, I could see the appeal for that one. And, you know, me being a zombie head, uh, I, you know, I probably will watch this guy, uh, the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Uh, you got any other movies, you know, you want to talk about before we move on to uh, what's going on on the small screen in terms of television? Because I know we I got some Walking Dead news coming up soon. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing Concussion. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to I want to check it out uh, because some, number one, it, it's related to the NFL, and I think it's only it's only great that it's coming out around the time of the playoffs. Um, the kind of rubbing Roger Goodell's face, who to me is the biggest bum in sports right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. The guy, the guy's a crook. He's a um, bum. He's a bum. Um, I, I I'm kind of hoping it wakes people up to the reality of concussions. I've uh, I mean, I've had numerous ones myself, and it, and it sucks. Um, and I think, unfortunately, the NFL turned a blind eye to it for too long. And I know it's part of the game, but the NFL should be doing more to help players out because concussions, to me, I think that they're being talked about now more than they were maybe even 10 years ago, I think. Uh, so I'm looking, I'm gonna, I might go try to check that out uh, maybe even this weekend um, before some of the playoff games. I might be able to sneak over to a movie theater and catch it for like four bucks at a local one before I go watch the game. Yeah, I think the guys at Jock Journal are wanting me, since I've done the research on it for that one article I wrote, have been wanting me to go see it, and I just have not had the time. With school getting ready to start up, it's going to make it even a little bit more difficult, but we'll, I'll eventually see it. Uh, oh, yeah, before we go to TV, I forgot to ask you, have you picked the movie of the week for next Friday night yet? Yeah, so it's funny we were talking about, um, talking about our favorite war films, and I was going to try to do a more modern one, but I'm going to take it all the way back to one of the first ones I ever watched, The Hunt for October. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. So Excellent I'll, choice. Yep. Although I did, find, I think when my mom took me to see that in the movie theater, I fell asleep. So she's like, <laughs> you didn't like the movie? I said, uh, I probably, I was think it was about 14 or 15 years old. So it wasn't really my thing. So I have to give it another go. That's the movie of the week for next week is The Hunt for October. All right. So we're going to move over to the to the TV portion of the show. Me, me and you, Peter, we have been waiting patiently. Well, I've been waiting impatiently uh, because I went out <laughs> and I tried to get my zombie fix in by getting a video game that I'm going to talk to talk about here in a few more minutes when we get over to the video game portion because that's obviously the last section. Uh, the Walking Dead, I, you know, 
I'm so excited that Negan is going to be in this the season finale is what they're claiming. I'm wondering if it's going to be earlier. I have not yet seen the footage of him. There was a grainy uh, shot that was filmed that was put on line, and I guess whoever filmed it put it on there has probably lost their job by now because they've been trying to keep this super secret. Uh, but the latest I did is I did a Google Internet search before we did this show, and I said i got to get find something new to talk about on The Walking Dead. We all know Negan's coming if you didn't see the uh, the little uh, the, the preview for the rest of the season. Uh, Daryl, Sasha, and uh, uh, Abraham get pulled, you know, get stopped by the biker gang, uh, gang, and you know they take all their stuff. And he said, "Well, this property doesn't belong to you anymore." And Daryl's like, or "Somebody says, well, who's it belong to?" And said, "This property belongs to Negan." And then they, that's how they drop the bomb that way. Uh, the biggest news that I found out about the Walking Dead is they are going to push this show as far and as long as they can. Rumors were it was going to go seven seasons, and then HBO was going to pick it up for ten seasons, or, you know, carry it on to ten seasons. Now they don't know. They're just saying, well, if the comic books stay hot and people keep wanting to see it, we'll keep making them. That's the only Walking Dead news that I've got for you this week. I'm sure they're going to try and keep this thing under wraps, but I will keep digging. And you never know, maybe I'll find something else new out next week, but I'm... Super excited. I think we're only about a month and a half away for the return. And according to, uh, I can't remember, Daryl Dixon's, uh, whoever plays Daryl Dixon's, I can't think of his name. He said that uh, him and Rick got the cast say the next two episodes into the season are some of the best episodes I've ever filmed. So I'm super excited for that. Uh, what, what do you think about what's going on? I'm super excited for it to come back too. Uh, and it couldn't, it couldn't come back on, um, any more of a romantic day than Valentine's Day. There's nothing more romantical than watching zombies rip people rip people apart. You know what I mean? So, uh, but my girlfriend and I love watching The Walking Dead. That's one of our favorite shows. Um, we started watching it on Netflix the first season because I had heard about it, but I didn't know much about it. And then her and I watched it, and then we missed parts of season two because at that time I was really busy with college and uh, and stuff like that. So. Now, we, we, we've watched all the episodes. I'm definitely looking forward to what what the uh, second half of the season will bring. And I think I wouldn't be surprised to see the, uh, the, the premiere of the second half of the season be, you know, I don't know if it's going to be an hour or longer, but I'm hoping it's going to be an hour and a half or two hours because I think there's going to be a lot of action in this one. Uh, I hope it's not going to be drawn out. Or not drawn out, but I don't want to have too much doggo. I want to see a lot of action. But with backstory, um, and I just I hope AMC keeps this thing running for as long as they can because I think if HBO picks it up, you know I like HBO, but I can't stand that you have to pay extra for certain channels. And I think that The Walking Dead should stay on a station like AMC where anyone can watch it because I think if it goes to HBO, it's going to get pirated, <laughs> just like Game I'm, of Thrones did. They said Game of Thrones last year was the most pirated television show in the history of TV. I'm like, why is it on HBO? People want to watch it and they can't afford it. <laughs> I don't think I worry about with HBO is because they can put on anything on their TV because it's, it, you know, it's it's. I if anyone's watching any of their other shows, there's a there's nudity and a lot. The F word's used a lot. Um, much more graphic violence, I think, in probably some of their shows. And I just would be worried that they would try to make it very graphic and violent and. And I hope they don't try to sexualize it. Not that I care about that stuff on TV, but I just feel like. A show like that, I know a lot of fa- I know people that watch it with their kids, and 
to me, it wouldn't be fair for them to put it on HBO where they could add stuff that really, I mean, it's not exactly kid-friendly to begin with, but you give it to a network at HBO, they, they might make that thing um, too much for kids, you know what I mean? So I'd, I'd rather see AMC hold on to it and keep it for as long as they can. Uh, speaking of HBO, I did hear that they're in the process of bringing Deadwood back, so that's something to look forward to. I know my brother-in-law loves Deadwood. I've tried to get into it. There's only a few shows that I actually really liked, and that was uh, The Wire and uh, Entourage. Uh, Frank, you are from the Chicago area, and you were mentioning something about the Chicago shows, how big they were all going on there. I think you said Chicago Fire, right, Richard. Chicago Med, and Chicago PD. You know, uh, how, how are those shows? Because, you know, we were actually talking out there about it, and, and, you know, I'm looking for, I'm always looking for more shows to watch. I don't watch enough shows as it is, but uh, why don't you give us a little preview on those before we go to commercial? Well, Richard and Peter, I'll say this. Uh, Dick Wolf has done a fine job uh, taking on Chicago in his creativity of, produce, of, of creating television shows. And I got to give Dick Wolf a lot of credit because he have, now has what is called the Chicago Trilogy, which started off with Chicago Fire that blossomed into a spinoff of Chicago PD and now into a second spinoff that is called Chicago Med. And the shows between the two of those shows, they air Tuesday and Wednesday on NBC uh, with Chicago Fire and Chicago Med airing on NBC Tuesday and then Chicago PD coming on after a Law and, Law and Order SVU. And, I, and I've been impressed with these shows. They're all filmed in Chicago. And it does... And one, one thing about me having lived in Chicago my entire life, having been born here, having been raised here, my parents are both from Chicago. They got married in Chicago uh, 36 years ago. It certainly shows that if you are a Chicago and you can relate to from the standpoint of the neighborhoods, the scenery, you name it. Uh, Dick Wolf has done a tremendous job taking on the Chicago Fire Department, the Chicago Police Department, uh, the medical field in terms of a fictional Chicago hospital in Chicago Med, which is what the show is named for. And I tell you what, I guys, I, one thing about these shows, and I'm not big into television, I cannot miss a, re, uh, a show. I cannot miss a new episode. I will not watch the reruns, but when there's a new episode on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I can't afford to miss. And we were talking um, coming in, uh, in our first break about the crossovers. There's, there's, there's always the anticipation of the crossovers, and there was one this past week with the three Chicago shows. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Dick Wolf is going to have it next month where you're going to have the first four of four show crossover that's also going to coincide with law and border svu and law and order svu has already had crossovers with chicago fire and chicago pd i'll tell you what these are terrific shows to watch and if you're some and, and i would say watch them they're great entertainment value richard and peter but if you're from chicago especially watch them you are gonna love it all right why don't you go ahead and take us out of after our last and final commercial break when we come back, there is a couple of new show. There's a new show airing and airing next month, as well as return. Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we are selling.
kids. Donate your car today. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. How would you love to generate a great income from the comfort of your home? Well, now you can. This amazing money-making home-based business is designed to give you time and freedom. Would your life change if you made $10,000 within 21 days and $20,000 plus every month thereafter? Sounds amazing, right? Anyone can do it, even you. Call 800-704-8681 and let their expert staff tell you all about this brand new business opportunity. Why wait? You have nothing to lose. We have the tools, training, resources, and community to help anyone get on the fast track to success. Call 800-704-8681. That's 800-704-8681. It's the easiest, most powerful home-based money-making system on the web. Call today and change your life. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com support for this show comes from material material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime that's right no ads no setup costs no transaction fees experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at material.com today you are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you Jock stars. You are listening live to the uh, Free Parking Show. This is our Friday Night Free For All segment on Jock Journal and Jock Journal Radio. Uh, we were just, you know, just talked a little Walking Dead. Uh, you know, Mr. Frank Sprinkle, thanks for uh, hooking us up with the uh, soundboard tonight. Really appreciate it. Gave us a little rundown on uh, the Chicago TV shows. Uh, before we went to the commercial break, I was, you know, I was trying to tell you guys there's a couple of new shows coming out this January, this year, actually. Uh, the Return of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If you have, it's not a show for, but I'm gonna tell you right now, my wife hates this show. I think she hates it because it, I love it. So, and we don't, me and my wife, we kind of try and watch the same shows, but there's some shows that she watches that I absolutely hate and vice versa. And the, the season premiere, premiere, they were doing, they apparently it was a Mattel pitch commercial for an adult board game. And if you've never seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Frank, and the, they, they, they call them the gang and their crazy ideas, this one went above and beyond and, 
there's one scene where guy's like, oh, we got to put the bottle back together. And he's like, which bottle? He picks a beer bottle up. He said this beer bottle and throws it against the wall. And then on the next scene, you see him putting, you know, taping the beer bottle back together and their hands are all cut up and then they drink it and set it down. If you have not seen this show, I don't know. I, Peter, have you watched any of these episodes yet? Uh, no, I have not. Um, no. I've only seen bits and pieces of some other episodes, but I, I really <clears throat> got to start watching it again. Yeah, this was, it's one of them comedies that if you don't, you're either going to get or you're not going to get or you're either going to love or you're not going to love. And I personally, this, they're in their 11th, I think they're in their 11th season now, so they've been doing this for a while. And the material has not gotten stale or old. It, it is still as funny as what it was from the opening years. Uh, the second show is uh, is coming into its freshman season is Better Call Saul. Uh, that's the spinoff from Breaking Bad, which is still arguably the, I would say in my top three of all time drama television shows ever put on, you know, ever been created with Vince Gilligan and you know, better call Sal, Sal Goodman, the, the crooked lawyer. The first season was phenomenal. It was kind of like the introduction and it was a backstory of what was going on. And I'm hoping that, you know, he actually gets into some of the dirtier stuff that he did on, you know, laundering money and everything else. And they, they kind of left it as a cliffhanger. That's what's going to happen. And it's great because AMC has got, like we said, the premiere, uh, the the second half of the season of Walking Dead is February 14th. Better Call Sal's new season begins the following night on a Monday on the 15th. So while football, you know, for all our football fans out there listening, while football season's over, television is not over. It continues to go on, and we've got some great television coming up. I know, Peter, that you have told me how much you love this show. I know a bunch of my friends that love this show and are always asking me, because I, I apparently know everything when it comes to what comes on and what doesn't come on. Are you looking forward to the second season? Oh, I absolutely am. I can't wait to watch this. It's going to be a great. It's going to be another great season, I think. And you know, and, <clears throat> Saul Goodman is just a phenomenal TV character, and I think Bob Olenek does a great job of playing him. Um, he's just such a fantastic actor. The show's funny. It has some dark moments, but overall, it's just a fantastic show. And anybody who hasn't watched it, go back and watch the first season, and and then start catching up. It's fantastic. I think they got the first. The first season should be coming on Netflix soon. If you have not yet seen, I think it's due to release sometime in February. The first season of Better Call Saul. I think they actually got rights to Netflix. That was like the only AMC show that does not have rights to Netflix is uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, which is the prequel. And I believe that's on Hulu now. Uh, the other one that is coming out is, believe it or not, they're actually doing a. It's called a. I think it's called the True Crime Story or something. And it's got Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, John Travolta. There's a bunch of big-name actors, and it's basically the People versus O.J. Simpson. This premieres on FX February 2nd. I think that's like the day after the Super Bowl, actually. So, it, yeah, it's always something to look forward to going in, you know, moving forward with it once football season's over. And we're we, – this. I'm looking forward to this one as well because I love Cuba Gooding Jr. I think he, everything he does is pretty remarkable from – Radio to uh, Men of Honor and uh, what was the other one? Jerry Maguire was another one. He had a wasn't a big part, but he's always put his one hundred percent effort in there. Uh, Peter, is there anything else on TV that you know? I don't know if you're looking forward to the OJ show, or is there anything else on TV you know that you're looking forward to this year? I am for the OJ show. Definitely looking forward to that because I enjoy um, when shoe stories are brought to TV or <clears throat> or film. Um, I'm still really looking forward to the X-Files 
uh, coming back for the six-part miniseries. I'm, I don't know if there's only going to be six episodes or if they're going to bring back more seasons, but I think this um, this miniseries, what I'm hoping, will tie up loose ends that um, kind of were left off when the series ended, although anybody who watched the second X-Files movie knew that... Um, knew what happens to, to David from older years, that the government gives him immunity pretty much from what from what he did to come back and help on a case. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping that they get to the bottom and they, they help uncover the truth that they discover more to help stop what was supposed to happen. Um, that was talked about at the end of this, at the end of the series finale. Uh, anything else on TV? Not really. And obviously better call Saul the Walking Dead. Um, I've been watching Making a Murder on Netflix. I'm about halfway through that right now. That's a great show, although it's only it's a Netflix exclusive documentary, 10 parts. Definitely worth it. Uh, anybody who hasn't watched it, watch it. It's being talked about a lot now, and it makes you really think about what really happened with uh, with, with the uh, with the <clears throat> with the perp with the uh, perp in question that's now sitting in jail for murder. Uh, it doesn't seem to me that it seems a little bit to me like the entire thing was staged, um, or somebody else might have killed this girl, framed him. Uh, Frank, anything? I know you're listening on on, on the end. Is there any uh, TV shows you're looking forward to as well? Well, I'll be asking guys. I'm not big into TV shows, but certainly I'm looking forward to the continuation of the Chicago series, as mentioned on NBC. Obviously, there's a lot of television out there today, a lot of variety, a lot of different choices. Uh, I got to tell you, because a lot of people think all I do is watch sports. Well, <laughs> prominently that is true, but I also watch, I'll be honest, when I exercise, and I exercise daily, I watch a lot either sports or a lot of CNN. Uh, I do, you know what I like, guys? I do like watching documentaries, history programs. Yeah. Those are really intriguing. So typically if there's a new uh, program out from the standpoint of a documentary, maybe like a CNN special. I know there's a Steve Jobs documentary tomorrow. I'll try to, actually I'll be watching in, uh, in that time the bang, the Steelers Bengals that'll be that's what I'll be watching so maybe I'll record it who knows uh, but I I do watch a lot of documentaries a lot of history programs and I got to tell you what that OJ Simpson movie that's coming up the people versus OJ correct me uh Richard yeah, if I'm wrong about the... I think it's a mini series I the think mini-series? they're going to yeah it's a mini series I think they're going to do a tr- like some sort of crime that goes big crime that goes on in America and they're going to probably recast into another season with a different uh different storyline like maybe the... i'll give it a shot i will give it a shot obviously i lived it i remember where i was when the broncos when the bronco yep. chase happened and actually oj simpson came to chicago uh because i believe it was a hertz uh a hertz promotion that he flew in from los angeles to chicago and then obviously flew, flew back uh but uh I, but here's something you guys may not know about the bronco chase and this is fact here this is fact, hard to believe. Did you guys know that Domino's did their most sales the night of the Bronco Chase in June of 1994? Domino's Pizza? Domino's Pizza, literally. Look it up. Domino's Pizza, the I night of the Ford every... Bronco Chase. And also, you remember, you had the NBA Finals going on between the Houston Rockets and the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. That was going on as well on NBC, too. But the night of the Ford Bronco Chase, the infamous Ford Bronco Chase... Domino's Pizza did their most sales in one night, that night almost 22 years ago. I, I would not, be, I would not, I would, you know, I would believe it because everybody in America is watching that on TV that night. And then Ford Broncos, oh my goodness, the, the white Ford Bronco Every, became a must-have. Yep. 
So, uh, Frank, I know me, you know, we, we were talking off the air. Uh, we've got a couple minutes left. Uh, you know, we're this the bit we're gonna do a really, really brief video game uh, preview. Huh. And uh, like I said, the biggest game that re- is actually releasing on uh, Tuesday is Assassin's Creed. It's uh, India version of it. Uh, the the recent games that I got from I got a PS4 for Christmas. Uh, thank you, wife, for that. I got uh, one in March. <laughs> I've pl- I actually been playing Assassin's Creed, uh, the Black Flag, where you're pirate on the pirate ship. Really cool game. I've uh, been playing a little bit of Madden 16. Still kind of get awesome. used to the new franchise. Yeah, still trying to get used to the new franchise mode of that. And the other one is Dying Light, and like I said, that has been my zombie fix where I can go around and kill zombies. Although it's a little bit difficult than what I think, because right now all I got is like some stupid pipe, and the pipe just kind of dies down after you kill like four zombies, and then you got to quote unquote fix it. And it's kind of confusing at times, but it's still a lot of fun. Uh, passing the buck off to, to you, uh, I, I know that you were talking about you played a lot of sports games. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, and I think you said you actually played a lot of Madden, and I think Peter, oh, you were yes. talking about some sports games as well that you've been playing. Just Madden. Yeah, um, but. They're talking about a release date of 2017 now for um, Left 4 Dead 3. I posted the article on my Facebook. Um, they're going to have, a, uh, I think, a lead female character with other three guys. Um, for, for what is that? Red, red, red Left, Dead? Left 4, Left 4 Dead 3, they're, they're, oh, um, okay. I guess, in the works of making a third one now, finally, after all these years. So I'm looking forward to that if it does come out. Yeah, I, and, uh, and like I said, ever since we've been doing this show... I've been promising, uh, you know, our, our former listeners, uh, I'm a big Red Dead Redemption fan. Still waiting on official word. They're saying, it looks like it's going to be October of this year. Nothing's been confirmed yet. It's just a bunch of speculation and rumors. I did hear that they're going to try and keep it. I want them to keep John Marston in there, but if not, you've got to hand, you've got to, the way Red Dead Redemption ended, and I'm going to go ahead and spoil it because the game's been out for like, what, six years now? So we're, we're due a sequel. John Marston's kid kills the the sheriff that set him up, that killed his dad. I think if you're going to do a Red Dead sequel, you pass the buck on to, to, to Jack. That was his name, Jack Marston. That's got to be the way you go with this thing. And, and the way Rockstar Games is, is they don't like spilling their beans on anything. So, Right. I got to take this from a sports aspect if I can. Okay. Uh, because the Madden game, I want to get back to it. Uh, I haven't had a chance much to play it, but when I had the Madden for Nintendo Wii, you know what I used to do this time of year? I would have the computer play every NFL weekend playoff matchup. Wow. Yeah, I would have that. Seriously, five, just a five-minute game. A brief five-minute uh, five quarter game in which you can uh, have the two teams, the computer play two teams. I would I would do that. I just haven't had the time to do that. Guys, I don't have time to play video games much often anymore. <laughs> I wish I did. I got to find the time. I got to find the time because I got this beautiful PS4, which I've had since March, and I've been trying to find the time. But in the end, oh my goodness, places to go, people to see. Uh, no dates, though. Yeah, I think the first game I downloaded was Battlefront game, and me and my wife's little brother were up till midnight, and this game took forever to download. So, and I finally, at about 12.30, so why don't you just go home and I'll leave the video game on and let it download. I'm going to bed. So, I mean, and that. And then when I started playing it, it was okay, and it was free, but it was just kind of like, it kind of reminded me of like uh, the Modern Warfare game set in a Star Wars thing, and I wasn't really a big Modern Warfare fan. But anyway, that's about all the time we got, We uh, I'm sorry, that's about all the time we got for tonight. 
We're going to go ahead and uh, pass, the, you know, uh, we've got the Nash and Matt show coming up. I believe they're talking some uh, some playoff football for you guys so we can get back into the sports aspect of it. Uh, me and Peter, hope you really like the free-for-all because this is one of our favorite segments to do. Uh, tune in next Friday night. Like I said, the Humper Red October. I'll try and dig up some more Walking Dead information. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get out of here so these guys can go ahead and uh, jump on. And uh, after the Matt Na- the the Nash and Matt show uh, is the stretch. We will see you guys Monday night. See you then. So. Well, there you have it. The boys were at it again. We hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. We hope you had a good night and stay right where you are. Another show is coming up. Y'all come back now, you hear?